This is the Let's Go Win Podcast with your host, J.M. Ryerson. Hey, what's happening, you guys? Welcome back to the Let's Go Win Podcast. You're here seeing a different camera angle today because this one went down, but neither here nor there. We have an amazing guest today. Nicole Edwards is a keynote speaker, TEDx speaker, and a co-author of the International Women of Color Who Boss Up, an Amazon best-selling book that features the stories of female entrepreneurs of color who have trailblazed their unique paths. So I can't wait to hear. Tell me about Boss Up, Nicole, and so glad to have you here. I'm so glad to be here. I'm just happy to just be able to sit down and chat. So the, the Boss Up, Women of Color Who Boss Up, it's actually the International Women of Color Who Boss Up. It's a collection of stories from women of color all over the world who have, you know, the courage to tell all the tales of their, you know, challenges and triumphs in the pursuit of their dreams. And let me tell you, this book is full of 16 different stories. We're all coming from a, you know, different place, but united in the fact that we're all women of color. That's awesome. So tell me a little bit about your story. I, I would love to know just what really said, you know what, this is my passion. This is the path I'm going to really pursue. Here's my why, and this is why I'm so passionate about it. So the the book came at just a really interesting place in my journey as a speaker. I have for many, many, many years, about 20 years, been uh, in the talent development sphere, which is facilitation of trainings, coaching, et cetera. And I've always wanted to be a motivational speaker. I think when I was, I have twins who are now almost 18, but when they were little, I remember being a stay-at-home mom and really struggling as a brand new parent. And I would record all of my insights and all the things that I thought would be beneficial for other moms. And it just dawned on me one day, you know what? I really love to help people. It's what I went to school for. Um, I have a background in mental health. And so helping people has always been a passion of mine. And I feel like that time at home with my twins really kind of put that seed into, you know what, I can use whatever talents and whatever experiences that I have to help others to overcome theirs. And that was kind of the beginning of my journey. And I've been through a whole lot, like we all have, you know, especially in the last couple of years, but in the last 10 years or so. I have added to my list of experiences, which I continue to kind of use as leverage to help others and inspire others. Well, I love that. I mean, I I talk about it. I've never met somebody that doesn't want to be inspired. So for you to be the one out there inspiring to share these stories, I think is such a privilege, both for you and for everyone that is in your sphere of influence. Can you share with us maybe a snippet, one of the stories that really just stands out to you where you're like, here's why you got to get this book. I mean, this is just talk about being inspired. Yes. You have one off top of your head that really comes to mind. So there's a couple in the book that really talks about personal challenges. Think of relational challenges that go completely upside down. It's not what you thought it was right? Maybe they lost everything and had to build everything from scratch. There's everything from those really traumatic, really, stories to mine is more of the step-by-step-by-step process it takes to, to 
go into the directions of your dreams. A lot of times we think that it's just this overnight success that, you know, some, you know, magic wand happens, miraculous moment. And for some of us, maybe that does happen, but I, I would challenge to look underneath what that is and all of the little things that you did little by little by little to get to where you want to be. And so that's my specific message in the book is to not give up. And even though it doesn't look like you think it should, you're on the right track if you don't give up. Yeah, I don't know why I, this world of instant gratification. I know what you're talking about, and it's uh, you're 100% right. People do think, oh, uh, I don't know, Gary Vanderchuk would yeah. be an example. This guy blew up out of nowhere. No, he grinded for years and years and years. You're seeing the byproduct now of that work, but it wasn't like it was instant. So I love that message. And for you, where did you develop this grit? And where was that? Was that just something that you learned uh, from your parents? Is that something? Where'd that come from, Nicole? I love that question. Immediately, I think of, I've always had the desire to learn. From the first time I stepped foot into a kindergarten class, I fell in love with learning so much so that I'm pursuing my doctorate amongst all the other things that I do. Right. I just love learning. Secondly, my father was an entrepreneur who built multiple businesses from scratch and just watching him dedicate his life into doing what he loved and what he thought, you know, was the way that was going to uh, turn into his dreams was really inspiring. And I saw the grind that he did. It meant that he wasn't always home. He wasn't always with us, you know, during holidays. It was hard on a lot of us in the family, but there was nothing that you could never say that he didn't work his ass off to get to where he was. And, you know, he was able to see the fruit of his labor at the end of his life. He died last year. Well, I'm sorry for your loss, but uh, great lessons to be passed on. Yes. I'm, I'm really curious, uh, obviously, the international women of color. And obviously, in this country, we have, you know, we, we've seen over the last couple of years, uh, the, the device, the divisiveness sometimes of, of race and how that's been a factor. I guess maybe I'll start with that. How do you feel we're starting to move today as a country? Are we making strides forward? Because some days I feel like it. Again, my my wife is is of a different race and, and our kids are mixed. And so, you know, we've encountered that throughout our marriage. But I feel like we're becoming just kind of one blended mold on one hand. And then if I watch the news, I don't feel that way at all. Right. What are you seeing, Nicole? What, what's kind of the you being in this and this being obviously uh, important to you, how are you feeling about, let's start with our country and then we can talk internationally. Okay. I just first want to mention that I am too of mixed race. So the way that I see the world um, might be a little bit different than others. You know, I don't speak for all mixed race people and I don't surely speak for all women of color, but I think it depends on one, you bring an interesting point of where you are consuming your information from. We are so divided, so much so that the person next to us 
can be watching, you know, their chosen channels. And we're literally having two different experiences. And that is a, that we've never had that in, in our world before. Um, and it's scary because so much so that we look at each other like, how can you believe that? You are insane if you believe the things that you do. Because I'm over here looking at my curated content and you're doing the same. So in that sense, I feel like we have a real problem, right? Um, but as an eternal idealist and optimist, I feel like when things look to be their worst, there has to be a turning point. There has to be a, poor, a part where things start to look up. You can't stay in one state forever. And if we look back in history, right, it's cyclical. And so I'm inspired to know that there's people around the world, right? Sitting down here chatting with you is one thing that we can do to put a seed, you know, in the right direction in order for us to, to make these changes that we can. I think there's enough people desiring change, right? And, uh, you know, in, in a sense to, you know, I talk a lot about integration and integration is where the magic happens, right? And whether that's internally and integrating aspects of self, but also taking unique perspectives and coming together for a, a, a part forward. Right now, it seems we're so device, divisive and we so much sit and we, we put our dig our heels in for what we believe um, on one hand. But like I said, I think there's enough of us that want to turn the corner that I believe we're going to start to do that. Yeah, I'm glad you said, and again, it is so interesting because I think by and large, uh, people want, and we are so mixed. I think that's the beauty of, mm-hmm. again, I'll speak to our to our country where we are a melting pot of so many different uh, cultures and, and coming together. Actually, there's a gentleman that he had, I, I loved what he said. He says, I don't understand racism. And the guy says, well, what don't you understand? He goes, well, there's only one race. There's a human race. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of different cultures. Mm-hmm. And if that's what you're saying, I understand. But I thought it was interesting. Um, you you mentioned international. So we talked a little bit about the inside our country. Mm-hmm. What are you seeing on the international front, especially in some of these stories that you've reached out to? Because, again, I have traveled to enough countries to see where let's just talk about women for a second, where they are not treated on the same playing field as men would be. And so I'm really curious from your vantage point and some of the stories you've heard Mm -hmm. of what you've seen out there and some of the experiences that other women have had in some of these countries where they're not quite equal at this time, unfortunately. So what, what are you seeing out there, Nicole? You know, I think we are united, especially in this book, with that same premise. So even in our country, women, we're still not where we need to be as far as equal pay, as far as the way that we are um, esteemed as uh, not only leaders, but experts. Um, We have, don't get me wrong, there's a lot that we have accomplished, but we have a long way to go. And I think that that has united us, my co-authors, and myself. Um, There's some Asian women from Asia in the book. Um, There's some women um, from Canada, which actually I'm from Canada as well, um, as well as people from from the United States. And I would say that across the board, maybe varying levels is the representation of women is something that we want to change, number one. And number two, it takes a collective, right, to in order to make that change. 
So it's really imperative, especially amongst women, amongst women of color, that we support each other in our endeavors. And it's really important for advocates such as yourself that help to point, right, help us to point us uh, to, to access. It's a lot of it's access points, right? Um, it's not what you know, it's who you know sometimes. And, you know, it, it is a struggle. It's not something that we dwell on. We definitely want to move forward. Uh, but I would say across the board, representation, um, the fight for just equal pay, even in the speaking world, for example, right? Um, you know, the big name, big name speakers, uh, you know, have thousands of dollars. And even Mel Robbins has a story about someone who pulled her aside and said, you know, what, what did you charge for the event? And, and the behind the scenes person that was putting on the event said, you need to triple that or something like that. So she wasn't even, I mean, that's Mel Robbins, you know, she wasn't charging the same that other men were charging and she didn't know. And it took another person. I believe it was a woman to tell her, no, 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 you need to charge more because I know what these people are making. Yeah. It's, it's discouraging one hand to think that we still have so far to go because again, I just, I I guess I don't get it. You know, I, 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 I'm not a woman. I'm not of color. So I don't see it. My wife, again, of Asian descent, mm-hmm. she says, Jam, when we're in Montana, there's pieces where you just, that I feel it. Um, right. But, you know, I was just watching, we're big tennis fans. And obviously, Serena, who has done some incredible things, not only for uh, minority athletes, but female athletes, arguably sure. one of the best not only female athletes, but athletes I've ever seen. Sure. What, what, what's kind of your guys take on this? Because again, I, this is one of those people that I followed for years. Yeah. I look up to, I think she's remarkable. Is, is that, do we just need more of those faces to, and to see more of those people succeed the way that she's done for gosh, several decades. Yeah. She, I mean, she takes my breath away. Just absolutely stunning, incredible. Um, I do think that's part of it. I think representation does matter. Um, You know, when we look at Michelle Obama, when she was in the White House, I mean, the the tears that I cried. I I mean, she is just the embodiment of grace and just on a different level. And yes, that gives us something that, you know, someone in our lifetime has done that. So representation absolutely matters, but it doesn't end there because here's the thing is sometimes even though we're represented, we still can get typecast or pigeonholed into certain things. And so the more and more people on a grand scale can break down those barriers, right? I think that definitely helps women everywhere. It opens doors. And uh, I mean, that in and of itself, this Serena is just, I mean, <laughs> the goat. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was so cool to see how many people came out to watch her. And again, if you look at it, it was from all walks of life. Mm-hmm. There were actors, there were sports people, there were politicians. Everyone wanted to see this amazing mm-hmm. athlete is what I would say. Again, is she a female? Yes. Is, is she of color? Yes. But I, Personally, at some point, it'll just be just to see this athlete. I, I think that's right. kind of where we're going, or at least that's my hope. Uh, Nicole, what didn't I know enough or don't know enough to ask you where you're like, JM, I got to share this with the audience before we finish up. 
because I think it's awesome what you guys are doing. I want to make sure to support everything that you're doing. So just kind of an open forum question to say anything I, I didn't know enough to ask that you want to share. Well, we, we talked a lot about the book, and I think the book was so beneficial in so many ways. One, working with a group of people, like I mentioned, a collective of people that are willing to come together to share their stories. A lot of times we don't share our stories for fear of rejection, embarrassment. We think, oh, no one's going to even understand. And I think that is something that we need to consider, right? We definitely need community. And we need to be able to be vulnerable enough. You know, that's Brene Brown's entire work, the the use of story in order to connect with other people. I think that is transformational. And as a leader, as an entrepreneur, I think that is the space in which, you know, tremendous growth can happen. And if we can do that more, um, it's so important. Secondly, because we had this book and it's just one of a series of books, um, it's it's helped me in my own personal business to kind of keep, I mean, level up really, you know, once you come together as a collective, as I keep mentioning, um, and in a book format, not only are we inspiring others to do so, I am now positioned, you know, in a different light than I was before I did this work. So I would encourage anyone, if you're thinking about uh, doing like an anthropological work, that's what an anthropology is, a collection of stories, um, or anything that you can do to write and tell your story, that is going to help you level up across the board, whether it's in your nine to five leadership journey, whether you have a side hustle, whether you have an, on, whether you are an entrepreneur. I think the, the act of writing, sometimes we don't uh, think that it can open doors and it really, really can. So I want to make sure your listeners know that, you know, writing and speaking tend to go together. But I would beg to argue that writing is really what helps you to articulate your innermost thoughts. And then you can share that with whatever audiences that you have. I love that. And my audience is not... They're familiar with hearing how much I talk about writing, how important it is. I think what you said is so important. Guys, look, when you have a story, don't be selfish. Share it. You know what? Your your story can help someone else. It can inspire them. It can level them up. And I love that that's what you guys are doing, Nicole. Congratulations on that. Where can people connect with you online to learn more about what you guys are doing, you know, to find the book and just really connect with this amazing journey of, of what you've been pursuing and what you continue to pursue. Absolutely. So the first way, the best way is probably on LinkedIn. You can find me, Nicole Edwards, and the acronym CPTD. It stands for Certified Professional in Talent Development. That's where you can connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, you can also find me on Instagram at, at Edwards Authentic. Edwards Authentic is the name of my company. and uh, on the Edwards Authentic, there's a link where you can actually purchase the book through the, the link tree linked in my bio. Well, I hope you guys go check her out. I, I, it's really amazing work that you're doing, Nicole. Uh, you know, I hope next time we speak, we've, we've taken that next step as a, as a whole, as a society. And, uh, yeah, thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for putting in the work and, and making sure we evolve as an entire society because, Look, there shouldn't be any labels at some point. It's just, this is Nicole, this is JM. What are they? Who gives a shit? We are just good human beings doing the amazing work. And I think that's what you're doing. So thank you. 
Thank you, JM. Thank you for this platform and all the work that you do. Uh, it's my pleasure. You guys, it's it's an important subject, as you guys well know. Uh, I've you know, shared my story of, of how Lisa and I have come together that culturally, how, you know, there's some challenges there. So anything we can do to lift others up, uh, whether it's a male, a female race, creed, color, none of that stuff matters. Just lifting one another up. And I love the work that Nicole's doing. Make sure to lift this up by sharing it, share it with other people that, you know, that could get value from this. If you know a female, they could give value. If you know somebody of color, they could give value. If you know they're not any of those things, they can give value. I'm one of them. So I appreciate y'all. Until next time, remember your mindset matters. We'll talk to you then. Thank you so much for listening. If this content is delivering value to you, please make sure to subscribe, rate, and review us. That helps us build this community, and that is what we are all about. Building this community as big as we can, helping as many people as we can, and deliver as much value as possible. Be sure to head over to letsgowinpodcast.com for information on my coaching courses, and make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Let's Go Win 365. Let's go win and transcend in life. This is the Let's Go Win Podcast with your host, J.M. Ryerson.